Everybody, please put your hands together for your host with the most, Alex Kitson. Oh, he- hello, everyone. Uh, dearie, mate, who, who, who came last week, just out of interest? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, the landlord was here. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very much, yeah, optional coming back, um, clearly. Uh, but uh, this, this, this is nice. I mean, we're back for our second, uh, second night here. Yeah, come on in, please do. Um, what were your guys' names? Your, uh, or, um, was it? I don't know where I'm saying my name, What? what? <laughs> you in witness protection? What's, uh, Vera? So, no way you say your name five seconds later. Um, so Vera and? Uh, Tony. Tony. Ah. Oh. That sounds not like your name. Uh, For the East End crew. The East End crew. Does that mean something to everybody else? Uh, oh, fair, fair play. Um, were you expecting comedy uh, tonight? Was, was that? Oh, you, you, oh that's good. Oh yeah, we're getting through my my constant sort of Facebook like ah is is it's breaking through. That's good news. Um, what do you guys do? Are you are you a couple? You're we're work colleagues. Work colleagues. Okay, um, and out on Sunday night as work colleagues do. Uh, <laughs> you know you and your work colleagues uh, hanging out on a Sunday. Um, oh, fair play. Where do you work? You. Oh, oh, good, lovely, well done, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, judging by your propensity to tell the truth beforehand, whether you just get after the applause line. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, fair play, well, fair play to you, yeah. Um, get the NHS workers in. It's, uh, it's a good demo. Uh, not much money, but uh, it's, uh, they're nice people, big fan. Uh, I, I won't hear you say otherwise. Um, people have been saying it. Uh, it's not true. Um, oh, Jeremy, this is, this is good fun. It's um, we're, we're always wondering, you know, do, do it because we. This is the second time we've done it weekly. The first time was the first time we relaunched weekly. It's a bit like the royal wedding. Uh, you know, you do two too close together, people are less keen. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's, it's great. I, I don't forgive me. I don't recognise you guys here. Are you um again? You here for, for comedy or are you? Am I disturbing your evening? Uh, oh, cool. Oh, fantastic. Are you guys local then? Are you, oh, you live nearby? You're not going to tell me a road, are you? That's, uh, that's uh, far too much for we've just met. Um, but yeah, those who don't know me, uh, I, I'm, I'm Alex. Uh, I, I run this night. Um, uh, but yeah, it's going to be good. We've got some really good uh, acts on tonight. Um, is it, which, <laughs> yeah, we wish we're going to need, judging by me. Um, but yeah, has we had a good week? Good week? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> oh, I, I, the landlord. <laughs> this is the perfect end to a uh, terrible, terrible week. Uh, it, it was, this, this is all right. Oh God, your week must have been shite. Uh, that's uh, no, genuinely. Like we've got a really good um, lineup. Uh, I'm going to be ruining it in between. Uh, if that's all right with everyone, um, but yeah, I, um, you know, we, I, I have forgotten your names already. I um, will confess, Vera. Vera. That's it. That's, it's because it was fake. I didn't believe you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Vera. I, can, I, can I put you? Because I, I was supposed to write some material this week, but I didn't. Um, bad luck, gang. 
so, so it'll be miso withering, withering, withering fruit. Yeah, it could well be. Um, sorry, weathering. Weathering could be. That sort of implies wittering. That's exactly what I'm after. That's uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so Vera, okay, I'm going to put you in charge of. Uh, audience control slash applause, if that's all right. Um, it's we're, we're very much on easy mode uh, tonight. But basically, the clapping is. Can I, try, can I say? Can I hear you clap? That's very good. That's good. We like that. Yeah. Last bloke last week was shite. We had to teach him. Um, but yeah, he was funny. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I'm going to bring in your first act because I. Yeah. Because it's good fun. Comedy's good fun. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, your face, you just came all the way from Wales. Uh, I, I want to give you a big hand. Vera, can you start the applause? <laughs> I, I'm just going, wow, go crazy with Mr. S. Lick Sears. Oh, Bristol, you beautiful bastards. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Um, I'm from a small town on the west coast of Wales, um, Aberystwyth. Anyone heard of Aberystwyth? Anyone been there? Well done. You made, you tracked it. You properly tracked it. Did you like it? Oh my God, what is wrong with you, man? I love Aberystwyth. Absolutely love Aberystwyth. There's so many things I love about it. You know, it's got the university. It's got really nice cinemas and stuff. Funicular railway. Did you go on it? And you still said it was just okay. Oh my God. My favourite thing about Aberystwyth, right, is, like, the strapline the town has for, like, promoting itself globally. And it goes, Aberystwyth, the Biarritz of Wales. Biarritz is in French Riviera, Biarritz, right? Um, that really is, like, the Billy Big Balls of town mottos. Um, and I love it because every time I see it on like a coaster or a tea towel, I always like to wonder, do people in Biarritz walk about saying, you know, ah, Biarritz, Aberystwyth of France, no? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> They're really not. Um, and I've come all this way tonight because I am going to share with you one of my pet peeves. One of my sexual pet peeves. Now, due to an unfortunate incident at a gig in Swansea a couple of weeks ago, I am obliged to tell you all there is no participatory element to this, okay? I'm just going to be talking at you. So my sexual pet peeve is this fetish of combining foods with sex, right? I like one, and I like the other. But I also really like clean bed sheets and pube-free bolognese, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I think it's kind of um, I think it's kind of universally known though that the, the most used food stuff in the bedroom is like squirty cream, probably. Um, why? It's dairy based. <laughs> There's dairy in it. I spilt right a milky cup of coffee in my car three years ago. My car is currently parked in Bridgend in South Wales. And I can still smell it. <laughs> you don't want to be the girl who goes into the office on a Monday morning with her forehead smelling of sour cream, do you? Because everyone will know what you've been up to. It's disgusting. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
if I had to kind of engage with this fetish, I don't know, I can't even think under what circumstance I'd agree to it. Um, maybe my kids have been kidnapped or something, I don't know. Um, but I'd have some conditions if I had to engage. And um, first of all, I mean, my bedroom would have to resemble, you know, one of those rooms that serial killers use to dismember their victims' bodies? Like... <laughs> Well, you've obviously never been asked to engage in this fetish. <laughs> you know, it would basically be swathed in clear tarpaulin, right? So I could easily contain, obviously, the cream. But, you know, there's other substances, you know, general DNA and stuff that flies about during sex. Oh, God. <laughs> and then afterwards, I would then have to go and take my kids to my parents for a couple of days while my husband stays behind and burns all our belongings. <laughs> There's no way I'm going back in there. No way. I don't know, but maybe maybe I'm being a bit... Um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't really reached that age yet where I'm willing to experiment like that. Um, oh, and, I, and I also, I just don't think that my fridge is really geared up for that level of spontaneity. <laughs> So I did a bit of an experiment tonight before I came here and I had a quick look inside. And um, if any of you guys know what I might be able to do with a couple of baby bells <laughs> and a jar of my grandmother's chutney, <laughs> come and see me after the show. Thank you very much. You've been lovely. Thank you. That's like spaces, everyone. Oh, dear. That's good. Uh, after all that, after I, I was worried about pronouncing your first name, but I m fucked up her second name. Uh, Sears, the easiest thing in the entire world. Um, yeah, keep, keep that going. I go wild, go crazy with Mr. Jack Hardacre. Fuck, this is terrifying. <laughs> so this is the first time I've done stand-up comedy, so hopefully it will go... Uh, <laughs> hopefully it will go better than the first time I had sex. Like, four minutes of stuttering, followed by one minute of crying. <laughs> and that was by me. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to Thailand, and I... Uh, I figure if those people can go up on stage and do the things that I've seen, I can come up and try and do a type five. Like, hopefully this performance doesn't end like in the same way, especially for you guys. Like, you're, it'd be like being in the splash zone of SeaWorld. <laughs> um, I'm super nervous. Like before coming here, like I was shaking like Michael J. Fox, and um, <laughs> so I had a couple of beers to like calm down. Um, I call it the George Best Brunch. <laughs> this next bit's kind of gross, but fuck it. <laughs> so I've been um, I've been in Bristol for about eight months. I love love living in the sea. It's a it's a, it's a really green city. Like everybody, everybody cycles everywhere. Uh, Twenty eight million people cycle like every year in Bristol, which is cool. Zero percent of those fucking people ever stop at a red light. Like, cyclists in Bristol are like vampires to period. Like, they just see red and they're just attracted to it. Like a cobra to a flute. <laughs> um, 
I'm just saying, like, red is literally universal for stopping. Like, stop signs are literally fucking red. Like, you know, if you were going down on your girlfriend and you saw red, you wouldn't continue eating a box like a Christmas ham, would you? Like, you'd stop and assess the situation. <laughs> There's a point to it. <laughs> just saying, I think that we should treat our roads with the same respect that we would our girlfriend's vaginas. <laughs> respect the one-way system. If something's coming out... Stop trying to force stuff in. <laughs> what goes in has to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> We're not Europeans <laughs> with our German or bonds with four lanes of traffic and unrestricted speed limits. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> if the road is blocked to you or like under maintenance for any reason, uh, take the back roads. Like, sure, your car will be covered in mud, but... There's more than one way to get to your destination. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got, so I've blown my nose like, pretty quickly. So, um, thanks. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Jack Hardakers, everybody. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I went to Thailand. Uh, I saw some bloody things. Um, yeah, things I, I didn't usually... See, I, I did then fall off a motorbike, uh, like, straight away. I did exactly what every tourist does. I was like, yeah, I've never ridden a motorbike ever before. I could do one now I'm in Southeast Asia. And fell off, oh, arguably, within about three seconds. It was uh, and sort of hobbling around. Uh, you know how sort of injured you have to be for people on, like, the Kosang Road to be like, who, who's this weird dude? Like, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I wasn't very good on that's all that's. I'm not. A, I'm not a, not not a laddie bloke. I don't know if you could tell that straight away. Um, I, I I was thinking about this a lot recently because I was. Um, I, I watched Love Island this summer. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know how many of us are fans. I um. But, well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those who haven't seen it, basically, Love Island. What they've done is they've taken the UK's top shaggers, uh, and put them all in a villa on ITV2. And the blokes on there are, 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 like, a different breed. Like, they're all about my age. I'm 21 years old. But, like, um, th- th- those guys there, they're unbelievable. Like, those, they're, like, all 7 foot 20. Uh, they've got, like, muscles I previously thought were, like, just conceptual. Uh, <laughs> like, they, like, sweat WKD. Uh, there's a bloke on there especially. His, his name's Adam. Um, Adam was 22 years old. Uh, was all those things and claimed to have slept with over 200 women. Like, I know, that's insane. Um, I, 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 I know that's not good, but I wouldn't mind being him. There's a sort of small, like, <laughs> difference there. And uh, he's, he's 22 years old, 200 women. If I was to sleep with 200 women by the time I was 22 years old, I'd have to sleep with 200 women. Uh, I... I, I went to a boarding school. I don't think I know 200 women. I, uh, I know my mum. Uh, I'm from Devon. It's not off limits. Uh, but yeah, no, 200, I've done the maths uh, like all players do. And, uh, if, and if I was to sleep with 200 women in the, in, uh, the next... I'd manage that by the time I was 217 years old. And if that is the qualification to enter the Love Island Villa, I'd get there in the year... 2,213. Like, so it'd just be me, like a sort of sex in reality TV obsessed old man, just sort of swimming around next to the long dead corpse of Caroline Flack. 
Uh, asking Celia, I thought their type is on paper. Uh, like that is bleak. Um, no, I, um, no I, d- I did get called a heartbreaker once. I got called a heartbreaker um, or murderer, uh, depending on definition. Um, oh, dear, this, is, this is good fun. Guess what, gang? I've forgotten who's, on, who's next. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could tell by the uh, stalling. Um, I, I could look at my phone, but it's unprofessional. It's you. Okay, right. <laughs> Ignore that last 10 seconds of me being totally shit at this job. Uh, but yeah, right. You're ready. You're locked and loaded. Get going. Get going. Go around. Go crazy for Mr. Ava Binderman. So excited to have me here. Yeah, this is nice. I mean, it's not terrifying in any way that I can see everybody's faces and all your minutia of expressions. That's normal for a comedy club. This is my confidence is in your hands, guys. No, I joke. I don't care. Um, no, so sorry if I'm holding the microphone a little bit strange. My arms are a bit like a T-Rex with sort of rigor mortis. I went, uh, went bouldering yesterday because apparently that's something you guys do. In Bristol? Just you. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> that was not the clap of a bouldrier. God, no, I've like, my arms hurt so much today. I don't understand. Like, like muscles I didn't even know I had. I feel like I'm giving like a, a three hour hand job or something. I just don't know. Like, it's just, they're like shaking. Like, even my fingers hurt. Like, I didn't even know my fingers had muscles. Like, if I ever do give a hand job again, I'm just going to rip it off. I just don't even... I don't want muscly hands. Uh, oh, wait. I should probably introduce myself. Hi, I'm Eva. Uh, I'm quite new to Bristol. Uh, I lived in London before this. And um, it's taken a little bit of getting used to being here. Because there's a few things that are not the same. There's a lot of things that are not the same. But a few examples, like... Uh, I don't know if somebody's homeless or artistic. You know? I mean, they'll both take your change. They'll, they'll take a change anyway. Uh, I don't know if somebody's dangerously mentally ill um, or just chatty. <laughs> just, uh, you're just chatty. You're like, oh. um, I don't know if somebody's on like really good MDMA or have just found a work-life balance. <laughs> what is this place? I don't know where I am. No, I love it. Yeah, like, like the first week I was in Bristol, I was walking home. Uh, from a gig at night and this man came up behind us and he grabbed me by my arm and he turned us round and he had keys in his hand and I was like shit and I was like two punches in before I realised they were my keys (laughs) he's giving me back my keys but I'd already committed so like one more punch and I got my keys and his watch so I was like yeah Bristol love it way no, it's great. So you've probably guessed from a violent streak that I look after children. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm a nanny. So what that essentially means is I'm an expert at disposing of children's artwork in the outside bin. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we keep it in a special drawer. We don't. It's shit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they'll find it one day. Um, no, no, I love it. It's, it's a great job. And I genuinely love my job. But with any job, even if you love it, there's things that kind of sort of stress you out or maybe make you sad about it. One of the things in my job that, that gets me a little bit, bit cross is my friends that have kids don't take my advice on, on kids because they say things like, well, Eva, yes, you look after kids, but you haven't had your own. 
And I'm like, well, that's, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't actually mean anything. It's like if you grow your hair, but you refuse to go to the hairdresser. Like you just refuse. Some people, some people will be able to cut it themselves and it'll turn out just lovely. The vast majority of people will look like they've taken a hatchet to their own hair. And that hair, when it grows back in, will inevitably have emotional difficulties in connecting to other people later on. It will grow and grow. Now, and the other thing that sort of uh, annoys us about my job is uh, you have to change certain things about yourself to do, you know, to get some of the nanny jobs. And one of them was my... uh, the way I speak. So I'm originally from the northeast, right? So, but to get some of the jobs in London and in Bristol, I had to like tone down the Geordie, you know? So, because parents don't want their kids growing up saying things like book or scone or I'll glass you. They've got real issues. <laughs> They've got some real issues about this sort of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, sometimes it slips out. You know, I've not got rid of all of it. So I had, uh, I was looking after this one wee little lass and she was very sweet and she had a lisp. And she went to see someone about this, and she came back, and she said to us one day, she said, uh, Eva, I've uh, been to see my speech therapist, and uh, she thinks she can help you with your speech impediment. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of offensive, isn't it? That's kind of offensive. But you can't, you can't lie to kids. You know, you've got to be, you can't patronise them. You've got to be straight up. So I said to her, you know, I thought about it. I said, well, Helen... That's really sweet. That's really sweet thinking about it. Um, But what I have is an accent, right? And what you have is a disability. (laughs) 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 So bless. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, And other things about myself. Oh, it's October, so it's my birthday month. Yeah. I love it. I love October. It's also the month with the second highest number of suicides in the whole year. Yeah. I don't really think I'm that hard to buy for, do you know? I mean, I'll take a card. Not if it's a shit card. You can go kill yourself. Um, No, it's it's, uh, my birthday month. And what else about it? Just trying to have a little think. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I have uh, an excess of testosterone in my bloodstream. It's a good fact about myself. Um, and if you don't believe me, I will fight you and I will win! <laughs> got loads of it, got loads of it. Uh, and there's lots of downsides, lots of side effects to this, one of which is in some lights I'm suspiciously hairy. That's fine. Daylight, that's the big kicker. Oh, no! Uh, I was talking to my mum about this and I said, Mum, you know, I've just got all this hair and you get like dry skin and everything. And, uh, and she gave me a tip, uh, you know, to save time. And she said, uh, just moisturize and shave only the bits of your body that you think someone's going to touch. I was like, that makes sense. But the downside is that um, unexpected foreplay with me is a bit like a child sensory toy, you know? It's just like rough, smooth, hairy, dry, rough, smooth. I don't, I don't know. I think I have a tail at this point. This is going on all the way up here. Uh, yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Um, uh, so it's especially hairy. Uh, but I've got, a, I've got a theory for why I have all this like testosterone in my blood system. Uh, and that is I've got a twin brother. Ooh, thank you. Please don't ask if we're identical. Yeah, that's offensive. Obviously, my willy is significantly larger than his, sir. I'm not a loser. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a twin brother. So I think uh, that in the womb, right, we just swapped around a few hormones. We're just good sharers. And uh, I got 
you know, a lot of his testosterone he got, a lot of my estrogen, which means I grow beards, and he just dates them. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, when I'm not nannying, I'm doing a lot of um, street emceeing. You could call it street emceeing. You could call it that if you've uh, forgotten how to say flyering for other more successful comedians. <laughs> And I love it, I love it. I was up in Edinburgh and I was, I was doing a lot of flyering. You get chatting to a lot of people. And most people are genuinely really, really lovely. You know, you hand them flyer, yes, no, whatever. Uh, but this one guy, uh, I said, do you want to come and see this show, sir? And he just flipped. He just obviously had enough. You know what Edinburgh's like in comedy season. He just goes, I fucking hate this time of year. I fucking hate people like you. So I said, uh, Jewish people, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm not actually Jewish, but uh, if you can't beat them, trick them into thinking they've been accidentally anti-Semitic. That's, that's my approach. And I'll leave you on this last one. It was my favourite. This one guy. This one guy. It's not, even, it's not even very funny. It's a bit of a downer. A bit of a downer, this one, but I love it. So you're going to listen to it anyway. Uh, again, it's all about me. Uh, yeah, so this one guy came up and I said, do you want to come and see this show, sir? It's only three quid. And... Uh, he said, oh, no, no, no. And I said, well, come on, mate. It won't be the worst three pounds you've ever spent. And he looked. <laughs> he looked genuinely haunted. <laughs> like genuine horror came up in his eyes. And you've got to ask, haven't you? You can't just leave it at that. There's mystery. So I said, well, what was the worst three pounds? Because it's not, it's not like 50 quid. Like you can easily spend 50 quid on some pretty horrific things. But, you know, three pounds. I was like, what was the worst three pounds you've ever spent? And he said to us, I swear to God, this is true, guys. He said, uh, I once bought Jimmy Savile a pint. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've been lovely. Ava Binderman. Oh, dear. I, I, I. That, yeah, that, and that is our first little uh, snack-sized break. So we've got about 10 minutes. Uh, go uh, repint. Um, and yeah, sort yourselves out. And um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Welcome back, everybody. Please put your hands together for the return of Alex Kitson. Oh, it, 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 it's, it's lovely having someone instruct people to clap whenever you enter a room. It would recommend. Uh, we all have a good break. Yeah, good, good news. Like it. If, if anyone, by the way, who's sort of um, lurking at the back wants to come to the front at all, uh, that'd be great. Because uh, at the moment, the, I, the imaginary people I've got in my head sat at this table are loving it. But um, I think it'd be better if they're real. But that's fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> um, that's okay. I. Uh, I asked about your. I, I've had a reasonable week. I've had an okay week. I um, I I, I, I did get in an argument uh, with my sat nav though. Uh, I've still got a sat nav because I I do. Uh, and but I, I was I was driving. I was doing a gig and I was I was leaving. It, it, it gone uh, fine. Uh, and uh, and I, I got the car. I was like, I just want to. I just want to go home. It got it gone really well. Uh, I just want to get home. Uh, and it, and it said, I'm, I plugged in you know, my address, and it, 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 it does anybody else in Saturn have to do this? It sort of tells you to go, move southwest along Park Lane. I, I, I do not have, I don't know where southwest is. Uh, I don't have a sort of inner compass uh, that teaches me, <laughs> tells me where to go. If I did, I wouldn't need a sat nav. Uh, it's basically just going, oh, you want to go home? 
just head in the direction of home. That is... It's like if you like, were trying to make a cake and you opened a recipe book and it said, well, just mix some ingredients together. I... <laughs> then you got a cake. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Um, that's been my week. It's, it's been pretty eventful. I, uh, ro- roller coaster. It was like up with the, with the, with the sat-nav argument. Then down with the sat-nav argument. Um, it's been pretty eventful. Um, we've, got, we've got some fantastic acts in this section as well, so we, we're ready for some more comedy. Woo! Oh, that's good news. Um, then, then, yeah, you, you, you're back. You, you, she's, she's so ready. Um, Jessie's here. Cool. Um, all right. Get, 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 go, 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 go. I got run. Go crazy. Miss Laura Fair. Hey, hey, um, hey, okay, I'm gonna, I'll level with you, I'm quite hungover today, so sentences are hard, so this, just, just bear with me, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, so in the past few years, I've somehow managed to develop some self-respect and self-worth, and, um, yeah, I know, right? And fuck me, is it a right cock block? Because, because, uh, um, now I actually have to fancy someone before I shag them, and, uh, which is, uh, which is weird, and, um. What I've learned in this uh, new cop block era is that porn is terrible. Not in the um, not in the whole oh the industry takes advantage of the vulnerable kind of way. More in the fat, more in the like um, why the fuck do I want to watch two sisters scissor each other kind of way? <laughs> like, honestly, it's repulsive. I go for like I finish work, go home, get the laptop out, go straight onto Pornhub. And, uh, yeah, I've got lots of spare time. And, um, I'll go, I'll level with you. I go straight to the lesbian section because dicks in porn are far too aggressive. They're just like, pow, 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 pow. I can't, I can't deal with it. It tips me over the edge. So, um, I go, go straight to the lesbian section and it's all, like I said, sister on sister. Mother, daughter gets revenge on mother with her tongue. It's, it's, it's repulsive. It, and I go from horny to calling a helpline in 0.69 seconds. And, and, um, and I know, I know they're just characters, but some of them play the part of incest victim very convincingly. And, um, and, uh, even when you find one that's not incest related, um, it's either really aggressive or the girls seem to be wearing what suspiciously looks like a school uniform. And, um, I'll, I, I just want a nice wholesome wank. I don't want, po- I just, I don't want porn that's going to increase my alcohol intake. Um, but is that, is that where we're at as a society? Are we so saturated by filth now that the only way we can get kicks is, is by repulsing ourselves? Like where, what's next? Are we going to start sending snuff videos to each other to, like as a way of flirting? I mean, I might actually be into that one, but, um, I, yeah, so yeah, porn, porn isn't great. Um, and I, Toys are something I've been thinking of. Um, sex toys, that is, not like kids' toys. And, um, and, but unless my salary dramatically improves, I'm probably going to have to get myself to the tip and rob some wood and whittle it into something phallic-shaped. And, um, <laughs> but when it comes to shoving stuff up your vagina, you don't really want to have to worry about wood rot, whether, <laughs> whether it's from a penis or someone's unwanted furniture. Um, me and my ex-girlfriend used to use toys and, they gave me the good times, but when it comes to keeping stuff you and your ex have sat on, furniture, fine. Sex toys, hmm, <laughs> bit weird, bit weird. Um, and yeah, I know, I know there are cheaper toys out there, 
But it's like clothes, isn't it? Like what poor fuck has had to work in basically slave-like conditions so I can feel good for less? It's not. And um, and also, I bought one of those five finger, five pound, five finger. <laughs> that is not what I meant. <laughs> it is not that big. It is not. <laughs> it is not the Grand Canyon. Just want to clarify. Um, I bought a five pound <laughs> finger bullet, <laughs> the tiny ones. Uh, Oh God! And, um, and yeah, anyway, it ruined my life. Near, well, very nearly ruined my life, and um, not even an exaggeration. I was, I was driving home one day, and uh, my sister sent me a Snapchat. Yeah, I used to use my phone when I was driving. All right, deal with it. Move on. We've all made mistakes. So, um, yeah, she sent me a Snapchat of a video of what sounded like a pneumatic drill going off, and she was like, "There's a weird sound coming in the house." In the house, those scared face emojis. And then she sent me another one, being like, I'm going to find out what it is. More scared face emojis. And then she sent me another one, another one, getting closer and closer to my bedroom. And before I could drive myself into a concrete wall, she um, sent me a video of my sex stick vibrating itself to not soon enough death in my bedroom drawer. And because of the way my dad's house has been built... The sound of it violently rolling around the drawer was bellowing around the entire fucking house. And my dad works from home. Mortified, don't do it justice. And I know what some of you might be thinking. Hmm, hmm, your sister found your vibrator? That's nothing. My dad found me wrestling with a gimp as a man dressed like Shania Twain tried to shove a corn dog in my ass. But, but, I'm... But I'm, I'm part of that, you know, as a lot of us are part of that pseudo-liberal generation where we say we're forward-thinking and sexually progressive, but the most liberated I've ever actually felt is when I was on a family holiday and I hid behind a tree so I could wank myself off. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been Laura Fell. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Laura Fell, everybody. Hey, let's, let's keep that going. Thank you, thank you, Roger Corsini! Hello, how's everyone doing? All right, all right, I must say, it's lovely to be here tonight on uh, this, uh, this rug, it needs more love. Isn't this a lovely rug? Uh, you, know, you know what this rug looks like? Uh, my dead grandfather's household rug. Where's Alex Kitson? Someone's been grave robbing. <laughs> you didn't think I would find out, did you? <laughs> But no, I, I love this stage. Uh, mostly I love the, this poster. Uh, Hank Williams, everybody. Uh, <laughs> look at that face right there. That's the face that says, are there nachos at the bar? Sign me up. <laughs> and uh, oh, there's so much about this poster. Hawkshaw Hawkins. What is the character from Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> yeah, I be Hawkshaw Hawkins. I'm from the 1950s, so I probably have racist views. <laughs> And uh, in the biggest jamboree of 1953, did Dr. Zeus write this poster? <laughs> was the cat in the hat the surprise guest? It's a cold, wet day, and the sun was not sunny. <laughs> and then I robbed my sister and drove my car into a bridge and ended up in San Quentin. <laughs> oh, God. Bloody country music. <sighs> what rubbish was I going to talk about next? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. My ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend is now a serial killer? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not bitter, okay? I'm not bitter. Uh, I'm exaggerating. I mean, he's tall, he's very tall, 
It's like she looked at me and said, oh, don't worry, I can do worse. <laughs> yeah, he's very tall, has a top, cap, top hat, coattails, and he rides around in a carriage searching for victims in the London fog. So he is definitely a serial killer. And I'm not bitter, I just want to tell you that, I'm not bitter. But uh, I'd like to now do a quick uh, improv scene on what goes on in their house. <laughs> um, once again, I'm not bitter, um, and I'm going to do this until it becomes painful. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let me set the scene for you. Let me set the scene. All right. So it's a dark and stormy night. When I'm on this side of the stage, I'm the boyfriend. And when I'm on this side of the stage, I'm the girlfriend, okay? All right. So thunder crashes. There's lightning. All of a sudden, there is a knock at the door. Hello? I've never been in the garden shed before. I'm the boyfriend, okay? For God's sake, Lola, things have been changed. For God's sake, I told you not to disturb me while I'm doing my chainsaw art. Rum, 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 rum. <laughs> but you're always in the garden shed. What about the terrible screams I hear at night? That's just the Megadeth. I told you at the start of the relationship. Love me, love my Megadeth. Uh, it's like I said, I'm just doing gardening. And then all of a sudden... All right, I'm the writer now. All of a sudden, there's a lightning crash. What is that? Step into the light. What? Don't look at this. It's nothing. No, what is that? Is that blood? No, it's just strawberry sauce. Just like the last one. Ah, it's a good thing I bought my nunchucks. Okay, this is getting silly now. This is getting silly now. Um... <laughs> Well, people say I have an overactive imagination. Um, I don't know what they mean by that. <laughs> but uh, I did write my first book when I was 11 years old. Can I get a woo? woo? Don't woo. It was called Snow White and the Seven Ninja Pussycats. <laughs> the villains were a gang of Rottweiler Nazi dogs. <laughs> and the leader was called General Wuftwaffe. <laughs> you see, we're all familiar with the sound a dog makes when it's happy. Woof. We're also familiar with the feared German Air Force, the Luftwaffe. So what I did was just... Anyway, uh, I'm into music. I'm into music. I'm a big fan of uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Every Halloween I get arrested for uh, aggravated vandalism. <laughs> I also like the Rolling Stones. I once shoved Miss Jagger off a cliff. And he rolled all the way down. But uh, my favourite artist has to be... Joni Mitchell. Any fans? Any fans of Joni Mitchell? Uh, although, not to be confused with John Mitchell, Richard Nixon's Attorney General. <laughs> Any fans of Richard Nixon in the room? Because <laughs> well, I'm missing out. <laughs> but no, uh, Richard Nixon, to my knowledge, never released a country album. Um, but back to Joni Mitchell. Uh, she has a beautiful song called um, Chelsea Morning. Uh, are we familiar with that song? Anybody? Anybody? No, I planned for this. Okay. Um, the song goes, uh, I woke up, it was a Chelsea morning, and the first thing that I heard... Uh, and the song was about her time in the Chelsea Hotel, waking up and seeing all the beautiful sights and sounds. Can we imagine the, the Richard Nixon version, Watergate Hotel? <laughs> I woke up, it was a beautiful morning, and the first thing that I heard was the sound of six amateur burglars, plus one ex-CIA chief, breaking into the National Democratic headquarters in order to sabotage the 1972 election. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't get caught up in politics. Um, 
Although I did uh, consider running recently for my uh, Bristol Improv AGM. Do we know the Bristol Improv Society at all? Anyone? Yeah, yeah improv. <laughs> but no, uh, I was going to run for the coveted position of um, Secretary of Defence, which <laughs> some might argue we don't actually need, but I would argue that we do, because uh, I did some research, and it turns out that the Bristol Improv Society has no nuclear submarines, no tanks, and absolutely no ballistic missiles. What, what's going on? We can't function in the 21st century like this. What if we get attacked by a foreign power? The Panto Society. What happens then? I mean, um, the thing is, uh, I, did, I also did some other research, and it turns out the Panto Society has uh, 56 ballistic missiles, <laughs> not as much as the Musical Theatre Society, which has 3,000. Why does the Musical Theatre Society need 3,000 missiles? What if the next performance of Cats goes wrong? <laughs> but um, no, uh, I would uh, I would gradually step up defense funding, and people would ask me how. I mean, what would I do? How would I fund these ballistic missiles? You know, they don't fall off trees. To which I say, and I must admit, I stole this idea from reviewers. We hold a massive bake sale in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and that would fund the missiles. I'll give you <laughs> one of my fudge chocolate brownies if you give me one of your nuclear missiles. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Ashley Corsini, uh, with a more in-depth account of the <laughs> University of Bristol's Performing Arts Society's uh, nuclear capabilities than I was expecting. Uh, uh, wow, well, wait. Um, Oh, dear me. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a lovely carpet, by the way. Uh, love the king, love the king's down vault. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, cheers. We, we will have a bye, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, 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 we got three more acts. We're gonna have one more um, in this section. We got another break, and then we got um, two fantastic acts in the last section. That sound good. Yeah, okay. I'm, I, I, I love this next tag. Keep, 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 keep it going, Vera. Keep it going. Keep it going. Welcome crazy for Mr. Richard James. Hello. Hello. Can we have a huge round of applause for Alex there? Yeah. I like this. I like this, Guy. I like it. I like that you've been sort of kind enough to come to comedy, but wary enough to sit at the back. That's always nice. Uh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you all for coming. I, I do like you. Yeah. I, I like doing gigs in Bristol. I like being here. Like we've, we've got some. Was it uh, was it Vera and Tony? Our wonderful aliases, which is cool. I like that a gig in Bristol seems to come. as like like you were saying, like witness protection. Everyone's got their aliases and all that developed. But it is nice to be here. Like uh, I, I'm going to be doing new material tonight, which I could I could be I could sort of do some old stuff, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to do new stuff, which is code word in comedy language for it's probably bollocks. So that's all, that's always good, isn't it? Like it might it's probably bollocks. Might be racist. It's not racist. Hopefully, good God, I hope not. Uh, it'd be weird if it was. It's about robots. That'd be really weird. But uh, no, I am. Uh, I, I read a headline in the local newspaper. Well, actually, it was a, a national one, uh, doing well. And uh, I was reading the the headline in the paper, and it was simultaneously the most futuristic and most boring statement I'd ever read in my life. Now it's quite hard to be futuristic and boring in one go. But the headline was "Robot Brothel Refused Planning Permission." Which, 
It's quite hard to make something that's of the future that dull. I think that was... It's like, that's, that's the year. That's when we live. We live in 2018, where there has, there has been a robot brothel that has been refused planning permission. Like, when I was a kid, I was a huge sci-fi fan. Do we have any sci-fi fans in? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I like about this gig? The sound man is the loudest person here, which I've been enjoying it. He did a sneeze that physically made me jump, even though I... I was behind a pillar that was like, how oh, fuck me that was loud. It's incredible. I like that. When the audio comes back, is it just you sneezing really loud, blowing the mics out every time? Yeah, much, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely listening to it. It'll be incredible, but not, not on my earphones because I value my hearing. But, uh, no, like, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause like, you, you, when you're a kid, if you're a sci-fi fan, like, how did you envision? Oh, he's not listening now. Shit. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. He's on his phone. That's all right. Sorry. Right, listen, listen to it back. He's recording it. Uh, how did you envisage the future going? Did you know what was your sort of dreams for the future? Not like personally wise, like yeah. sort of. And like more um, floaty things. More floaty. <laughs> more floaty things. More helium floaty. balloons, you know, just like. Well, no, we're running out of helium. Exactly. We should not use helium. That, this is what I like to do at this point of a gig. I like to now turn it into a TED talk. That's the next. Uh, that's the next thing. I should have had a clipboard and no microphone and been like really earnest about shit. But yeah, see a lot more floaty stuff. Let's go. Uh, I, I never kind of envisaged the future being a sort of weird cross between grand designs and robot wars. You know, I didn't think, I didn't think that's what we're going to end up. But I, I don't like this sort of weird sort of idea that they're going to end up with robot. They called, they kept calling them sex bots in the paper. Sex bots, which is like, it's just a sort of, it sort of sounds fun and then you, it sounds horrible. But I, I don't like the sound of it because like, I don't think I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not very good at talking about personal stuff, but I don't think I could ever have sex with a sex bot, you know, because I can't even get a USB in right the first time. Uh, that's awkward. You want to be doing that with like a robot woman, annoying her. And I, I just feel like knowing my luck, I would probably be the one person that manages to get the robot prostitute pregnant, you know, like, you know, be years down the line and be like, have you met my kids? A toaster in a microwave oven? You know, it's like, I don't think, no, it's been bad, but... Uh, and I also think as well, like, I'd be worried. I'd be really worried that, you know, it's a, it's a robot thing. Like, you might catch something off it because I never update my antivirus. I don't think that's, uh, nah, these are shit. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at least they're not racist yet. That's good. That's good. But, uh, but no, I, I, what else have we got to talk about? I, I kind of like this gig as well that it's been lit, like, red, like it's Amsterdam, which is incredible. <laughs> which is like, I don't know, am I having flashbacks? Who knows? But, uh, I went on a, I went on a, well, I'm, like many stand-up comedians, especially in the Bristol circuit, I am not very laddy. I'm a bit nerdy, a bit geeky. And I went on a, uh, I went on a stag party to Amsterdam. Has anyone ever been to Amsterdam? Yeah, the barman was so keen on that. Like, mentally still there. Okay, uh, what was your favourite thing in Amsterdam, sir? <laughs> Getting mugged. That was your favourite thing. Twice. I loved it so much, did it again. Were you walking along just holding your wallet out like, come on guys. That, twice in one day. I know what a day is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Twice, twice in one day. And what the fuck do they take the second time? Your dignity. Is that the? Oh, your dignity. <laughs> I like that story sort of like, it's, it's got a good arc to it, I like it, okay. Well, like, see, I didn't get anything quite as, well, not cool, it's quite, it's sort of an adventure, at least you got a story out of it, quite a bleak one. Uh, I went to Amsterdam, and we went on a, a stag party out there, and we went in the nerdiest way imaginable, because we went out to the red light district, and we went to the red light district in the nerdiest way imaginable, because we went on the guided tour. <laughs> there is nothing nerdier, there is nothing nerdier in this life than saying, yes, I will look at these women, but only if there is an educational factor involved. 
<laughs> it was dreadful. It was really awful. Um, what else have we got to talk to you about? Like, um, yeah, well, fuck it. I like one thing. I, like, you got to have your hobbies in life. You got to have your hobbies. And like one thing that I've always enjoyed. I like going for like long walks out in the woods and stuff like. That. Do you have anyone that goes like walking or hiking or anything like that? A few. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it, right? But the trouble I kind of find, it's like, this is a weird, it's not, it's not the biggest problem to have in the world, but the problem I find is being a single white male walking alone in the woods, people look at you like you're the biggest threat that has ever existed. And it's horrible, because all I'm trying to do is go for a nice walk in the woods. You can see the look in other people as they're walking towards you, right? They're not thinking, oh, look, there goes a young man out enjoying the splendors of nature. They go, oh, look, there goes a young man that's just buried a body. It's a... It's a horrible feeling. I don't know. It's 2018, guys. It's 2018. We live in an age where robot brothels get refused planning permission. It's 2018, right? You shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge people on their appearances. All I'm doing is like going for a walk in the woods carrying a shovel. I don't know what, I don't know what it is about that look, but whenever you do anything on your own, though, I find that whenever you do anything on your own, people look at you like you're a bit weird. Like doing stand-up, I end up in different towns and cities all over the place. And normally, like, you've got a bit of time to kill, so you go to the cinema on your own, go to the restaurant on your own, you look a bit weird. Uh, I, I think, like, in our society, we're often quite worried of... Do we all know the phrase lone wolf? Are we all... Do you all know the phrase lone wolf? And like lone wolf, people are often like terrified of the idea of the lone wolf. Uh, do you know what I think is scarier than the lone wolf? Multiple wolves, I think... <laughs> I think that's how, I think that's how that fear would develop for me. Like, I actually reckon, I, now I'm not a hero. I don't want to be like up here bragging. You think, oh god, look at Hercules up there. But I am not a hero, right? It's the only hero I could think of in the moment. Uh, I'm not a hero, but I reckon, right? I genuinely reckon I would be less scared of one wolf than I would be of many, many wolves. I think that's how it would work. In fact, I'm not a mathematician either, uh, but I reckon my fear of wolves would increase per wolf. I genuinely. <laughs> I genuinely think there'd be some sort of, like, the more you see, you'd get more scared. Until it gets to, like, 70, you'd be like, this is just fucking ridiculous now. This is just, that's just too many. Like, there's not even that many left. I don't know. But, uh, but no, I, I, I think, like, no one's ever been lost, right, in the forest. You know, like an ancient forest. And they're walking along. And the, the sun sets behind the snow-covered mountains. And then in that gathering gloom, as the fear increases behind them in the undergrowth, they hear that ancient primordial sound. And they turn around to be confronted by the sight of ten wolves. No one's ever spun around and gone, ten, thank God, I thought it was just one. You know, <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> no, they just got eaten. That's probably how that story ends. I don't know. But uh, well, we'll put a joke at the end. Maybe it'll work one day. But... Uh, <laughs> I just, I just like it because it sort of sounds like I'm starting a novel. That's the that's the bit I like with it. But maybe one day. Uh, no, like before I, before I do go, like I've had some shit jobs in my time. Like cause obviously I do stand up in the evenings. That's so kind of like, I thought. Oh, what I do is I do stand up in the evenings. Do that for a year, and then that'll work. And then I'll just do shit jobs in day. It's been six years, but still. And uh, <laughs> so basically, got really good at doing shit temp jobs and stuff like that. And a lot of them are kind of alright. I work as a cleaner in the day. Do we have anyone that ever works as a cleaner? We got a few that was far more enthusiastic for cleaning than I've ever heard. Uh, I I work as I realised most of my jobs as well because I end up cleaning warehouses and stuff like that. Most of my jobs I have to wear a high vis. Did you have to wear a high vis when you were? You didn't? No, you just... Or, I, I like jobs with high visits because there's nothing that screams up the fact that they like you just enough not to run you over. That's like the, that's the sort of level of value that they have for you as a person. Not because of an intrinsic value of you as like a human, but because if they did kill you, someone would have to go outside and change the sign that said there'd been no accidents in 12 days. That's the main thing, but... Uh, like, and as well, I feel like with my day job, I don't get much respect without no respect at all. I feel like, uh, like I've worked there for about nine months now, and like 
most of my colleagues don't even know my name, right? Nine months, most of them don't even know my name. But all of them know that the Hoover is called Henry, which, <laughs> that's quite a depressing moment. It's like, we use Dysons, it makes no sense. But uh, one, of the, one of the worst jobs I ever had, though, is I thought I'd love it, right? Because I, I love, I'm a huge bookworm. I love reading and stuff like that. Obviously, you know what books are, fucking hell. <laughs> Genuinely, I have to make sure I explain it now, because I did do a gig down in Minehead, and before I did the gig, I was just like, walking around the town, killing a bit of time, carrying my shovel, walking along, and... <laughs> While I was walking, I heard a child, genuinely, it sounds like I'm making it up, but I'm not creative enough. Uh, I heard a child ask their mum, I said, mum, what's a library? And the mum went, a library is like a Netflix for films that are written down. (laughs) (laughs) What I like about that, didn't know the word book, which is a... (laughs) It's like films that are written down. It's obviously we make the film and then we just like the good films get transcribed. That's how that, that's how that works. But, uh, but no, the worst job I ever had, I worked in a charity shop and I thought it was going to be great. And, uh, I thought, oh, that'd be cool because I work mainly with the books and stuff. We used to get loads and loads of books coming in. The trouble is because you get so many donations, they can't sell everything. They can't store it because it would cost too much money. Sometimes the books get sent off and they get pulped. So I would end up just constantly putting books that I would love to read in bags to be sent off to be destroyed. You know, it's sold. It was horrible. It'd be like a vegan working in an abattoir. It was the most depressing, the most sort of depressing thing that could happen. And then one day one of my colleagues would see that I would always be looking through the books. It's like trying to find anything that I would like to read and he went uh, on your days off right on your days off if there's anything special right that you're after just let me know right and I'll find it for you and I was like oh, that's brilliant now the trouble I have I can often be quite sarcastic and I make jokes and people can't tell I'm joking like you tonight and, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say something and they don't realise I'm sort of making a joke and like when he said this to him I thought yeah I, I am looking for something he goes oh yeah what is it I went I'm after a first edition bible uh, first edition Bible. And he went, I thought he would laugh. Well, I hoped you would too, but never mind. Uh, I thought he would laugh. He looked me in the eyes and went, I'll see what I can do, which, which was the greatest level of confidence. I thought he would just leave it there. He thought, I thought maybe he was doing a joke back and I didn't really get it. Uh, the next day I came in, he had a bin bag full of Bibles, which seems wrong. And, uh, you know, I'm not even religious, but I thought it seemed wrong. And he came up to me with this bin bag full of Bibles and went, is it one of these? <laughs> And I was so embarrassed, I went through about 30 Bibles just looking in the first page, like, nah, mate, they're all second editions, how, what, what are the odds? But it went on for so long, what I decided to do to try and end that, I thought I'd try and end it, because we need to end this somehow, uh, what I did is I donated a Bible, and I wrote in it, which also is wrong, and I wrote in it, and I put, to Jesus, from Dad, happy birthday slash Christmas, right? <laughs> So I wrote that, donated it, I put that in, thought next day I'll go in and hand it to me. He put it on fucking eBay. That is genuinely, <laughs> genuinely how that went. It's like, does he know? Does he doing this for a do-? Anyway, that has pretty much been all for me. You guys have been lovely. Please enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Richard James, everybody. Oh, dear. And, and, and that's the end of the evening. That's the end of uh, this next act for today. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, well done, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're back here every Sunday. Um, if you, if you want to come back completely, completely free, um, we've, we've got similar lineup, lineups, lineups to the, today. So we got, you know, um, new acts, people doing it for the first time, some more experienced acts, trying new stuff. Um, and Simon, excellent crowd work. Yes. Uh, more of that from me. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're here all the time. Come back. I've got this. I've got a list of stuff I need to plug that I always forget. Um, yeah, we're here every Sunday. We're on all the social medias. Uh, I'm on Facebook mostly, but I've, there's a I- Instagram. Uh, what? 
Google Plus, yes. Um, yeah, we're on Deliveroo. Uh, all of them. Um, hit us up on Bebo. And, yeah, um, we've got, you know, we've got, I've, got, I've got Twitter, but it, I, I, who comes because of Twitter? I've got no idea. Um, more comedians. Um, social medias, um, the kettle. Um, big thing. Um, so if you like comedy in Bristol, you've got to get on um, more social media and website. You've got like the kettle. I've got business cards here. It's basically every comedy event that's happening in Bristol all around the city. There's stuff happening basically every night. It's run by Mr. Tony Coyote, um, and it's good. Do that. I'll be handing them on out on the way out. Uh, this is nice. Run as a podcast. If you're wondering what Adil's doing there, uh, we run as a podcast. So um, if you if you you know miss a week, uh, God, oh my word, uh, go, go, God forbid, uh, you can you, you can catch up. Um, you can go back and listen to the ones that we've we've had. Um, you can listen to this one again if you're like, oh, uh, oh, I want to, yeah. It was swans, yeah. It's a, um, yeah, and then that is everyone. Oh, and um, I'll be. This is you know a free night, but you know I spend a lot of the week sort of fiddling around. So there's gonna be a bucket on the door. Um, we've entertained you uh, for the last couple of hours. We want to chuck a few bit of money in there so we can keep a deal in uh, in in headphones and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, but yeah, but cheers guys. Uh, I hope, hope to see you again. I'll be there kids and good night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 www.outoflives.net.